Welcome, y'all, to the Nuga Bell Show, a podcast all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, the Southern food and lifestyle blogger behind athoughtandahalf.com, based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Nuga Bell Show is a place where people from all walks of life can share their stories of life in the South as they have lived, seen, and experienced it. So pour yourself a glass of sweet tea or a cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of the Nuga Bell Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. This is episode eight, and I'm super excited to be here with fellow food and lifestyle blogger and nonprofit co-founder Shawanda Mason Moore. Hi. So excited for you to be here. Thanks for having me. So who are you? What is your elevator pitch for yourself? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, and I'm, this gives me practice for doing my elevator pitch. But um, like you said, I'm a food and lifestyle blogger, also a nonprofit co-founder and a communications and events enthusiast. All of my favorite things. <laughs> Um, so how did you end up in Chattanooga? Um, so the short slash long story is I grew up in Virginia. Um, after college, I moved to Atlanta. I met a boy and he grew up here in Chattanooga, in Chattanooga. And, um, after dating for six months, I moved here. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Where in Virginia are you from? So I'm from a really small town called Franklin. It's in Southeast Virginia. Um, we are most known for having a paper mill. So um, it smells. <laughs> you can smell Franklin like before you even get to it. Oh um, the town is super small. When I turned 18 and graduated from high school, I cannot wait to get out. Um, and then I went to college in the D.C. area, George Mason University. Very nice. And then afterwards, moved to Atlanta. I'm also a Virginia college person. I went to Virginia Tech. <gasps> really? I did. Oh, yeah. I, I have a it. lot of friends that went to Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, did, when were you at George Mason? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to age me. Uh, 2000 okay. to 2005. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew someone who went there, but I think she would have been there like half. I think she graduated in like 06 or 07. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know we had that yes. odd connection. Where, where in Atlanta did you live? So I lived in Midtown. Um, I lived, worked, and played in Midtown. <laughs> Such um, a fun place yeah, to live. Yeah, exactly. So there's an Amtrak station in Midtown. I lived um, close to there. And even though I lived really close to most things, Traffic was still um, pretty uh, terrible. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty excited to be here in Chattanooga and not have to deal with traffic. That oh my much. goodness. So <laughs> I grew up in Atlanta as well. Yeah. I moved away a lot and then I went to college in Virginia. I went to grad school in North Carolina and I was actually looking at jobs in Atlanta. Really? Because I wanted to go back and <laughs> I got my job here in Chattanooga and I was like, oh, well, I can still move to Atlanta in like two or three years if I really mm-hmm. want to. And the first time I went back to Atlanta to visit my old friends after I'd been living here, I was like driving down thinking like, yeah, I'll still move back here in like another couple of years. And then I got stuck in traffic yep. on 285 and was no, like, nope, no. I don't need this anymore. You know, I love Atlanta. I was there for seven years and there, there are parts of me that sometimes miss it. Just miss, you know, all the restaurants opening up or, mm-hmm. you know, eating food at really late not that I need to be out that late anyway but my husband and I we got married in Atlanta since we met in Atlanta and it was a fun weekend but I was like oh my gosh the traffic is terrible oh yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, I, I agree. Traffic is probably the one thing yeah. I, I do yeah. not miss the no, absolute most. absolutely not. So tell us a little bit more about your blog and your nonprofit. Okay, so Eat, Drink, Frolic. Um, I started that blog in 2010, which I cannot believe I've had a blog for eight years. Um, but I started it initially just because I like to cook. Um, when I moved to Atlanta, I was living with my best friend. And then uh, she decided to buy a house and we lived um, individually. And I was like, I got to cook some house and I like it. I like to entertain. So why not um, start a blog? And so initially, uh, Eat, Drink, Frolic was started just as an outlet for me to take pictures and, and try recipes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure no one read it, but like maybe my mom and dad. That's how I and then eventually it just sort of grew. Um, when I moved to Chattanooga is when it grew the most, probably because I didn't live in Atlanta anymore. Atlanta's a bit oversaturated with all the things. But yeah, I started it out just as a recipe site and now it's sort of grown into food and lifestyle. Um, I call it a food inspired lifestyle site. You'll have recipes and cocktails, but you also have travel guides and sometimes mm -hmm. I share some personal things. It still makes me a little uncomfortable to do that, but... That's so hard. It is. Um, there's there are certain things I don't mind sharing. Um, so in, in that sense, it's a, I share a little bit of my life or whatever, mm -hmm. but it still makes me uncomfortable. Even having photos of myself, I'm like, ugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, that's kind of like sacrilege as a blogger though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I'm so uncomfortable in front of the camera and I'm trying to get out of that. Um, because people do want to see you, like mm -hmm. they want to see your face, they want to see you cooking something or drinking something or whatever. Um, so I'm trying to get better about mm -hmm. showing pictures Same. of my face, but I'm uncomfortable. Our blog journeys sound very similar. Yeah? Yeah, I started mine in 2011, my okay. sophomore year of college. It was one of those like, oh, my friends and family can see what I'm doing in college. Right. And I'm, like I said, like I'm sure 20 people read it. Like you said, I'm sure like 20 people read it. But I still kept it up because it was my outlet. I was right. like keeping myself sane in college and grad school. Right. And I would have a few posts here and there that did really well. But I wasn't putting like that much effort right. into it or anything. And then I moved to Chattanooga. I went through a really bad breakup. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need something to put my heart and soul into. Mm -hmm. My blog got that. And yeah. 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 I think too with Chattanooga, there wasn't a lot of us. There's not a lot of food bloggers. Mm -hmm. Like I see some now, um, which is great. But when mm -hmm. I first moved here, I moved to Chattanooga in 2012. It wasn't a ton of food bloggers. Mm -hmm. And so I was really just trying to figure out where where can I meet some other writers in town? And now I love that I've met like so many other bloggers and food writers and fashion bloggers and stuff. Oh yeah, it's they great. keep popping up. I get new followers on Instagram yeah. and I look and their location says Chattanooga. I know. Like, oh. <laughs> no. it makes, oh, it makes me. We need a club. <laughs> there is. So they just started a Chattanooga bloggers community on oh. Instagram. Oh, really? And we have a Facebook group. I'll get you added to okay, it. Okay, great. Thanks. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh gosh, this conversation is making. <laughs> so, happy. Yay. so let's talk about the chattery. Oh yeah. So the chattery um, is a Chattanooga-based nonprofit that I co-founded um, with one of my best friends, Jennifer. Um, and it is a nonprofit that provides fun, affordable, and accessible classes for adults. Mm. Um, so that's the spin. And um, when we started it, we started it in 2014. 
but we used 2013 to sort of plan um, for it. And what we found is we were both sort of new-ish to Chattanooga. Jennifer grew up in Dayton, Tennessee, moved to New York and New Zealand, and then came back around the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just casually lived in New Zealand. Um, But we were both, you know, here in Chattanooga wanting to meet friends. And when I moved here, I was on the brink of turning 30. When you're late 20s, 30s, like, it's really difficult to sort of meet friends and not be a weirdo. And so um, most people would just, like, go to a bar, but we decided to start a business. Dude, I'm 26, (laughs) and it's hard to make friends as well. Well, it is. I mean, because you've already experienced, like, your very first, you know, out-of-college job, or if you're not in grad school, or it's just hard. And so we were like, what can we do? Oh, let's start a business which is not always the brightest thing to do. But there, there wasn't a lot of things for adults to do like after work. And so we were like, why don't we make education fun? So we focus on a lot of classes like calligraphy, um, but we also do professional development classes like Squarespace classes, WordPress classes, um, really anything. I mean, we've even done a intro to pipe smoking class before. I've seen that. Yeah, so we'll try anything. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we'll try again. Um, so yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, I was browsing some of y'all's classes yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I think, awesome. and I had no idea like the wide variety yeah. that y'all offer. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, we try to reach all all the people, men, women, young. I mean, we just want everybody to come. And what we've noticed is a lot of our target audience, a, a, a lot of them are women between the ages of 24 and 34, but we hit a lot of retirees as well who want to like learn things. And that's been really cool too. And um, we started to do lunchtime classes and see how that works. So yeah. Nice. So if anyone ever has an idea for a class, let us know. Oh, my artsy little heart was so happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so nice to have something like that in Chattanooga. Yeah, it is. I mean, and we weren't sure if the concept would work. And so for the first three years of us having the chattery, we didn't have an actual home. We sort of hopped around and did classes all over. And we still do that since part of our mission is to be accessible. But now we have a studio space at Chattanooga Workspace. And it's been nice to have a studio where we can actually put things our cars don't have like supplies and things all in them all the time oh that's wonderful yeah (laughs) so we're gonna play a little game now i'm opening my jar so if this is your first time listening to the nougat bell podcast i have a mason jar that is filled with colorful little pieces of paper with questions and conversation topics and just everything fun so we'll take turns drawing a few and then we'll talk about them for a little bit My ideal meat and three plate. Oh. And we can both answer. So mine would be meatloaf. Okay. Mac and cheese, Brussels sprouts, and probably like cooked apples. You know, oh. like, the, like stew them with yeah, cinnamon. Yeah, right. So yeah, meatloaf, mac and cheese, Brussels sprouts, and apples. I like your plate. I just started getting into Brussels sprouts like within the last like two years. I hated them growing up even as an adult, but now I love them. And I'm gonna tell you something really quickly. I have this weird thing with like baked fruits. Oh. I know, isn't that weird? But I love apple pie, but I sit there and pick the apples out. And my <laughs> husband looks at me and he's like, why would you order apple pie if you pick the apples out? I'm like, because the crust and the other like juice is like delicious, but the texture. Um, so anyway, that's one of my weird um, quirks. Um, my meat and three, oh my goodness. Am I lame if I say, like, grilled chicken? No. <laughs> okay. 
I would There's probably... beauty and simplicity. <laughs> Grilled chicken, for sure mac and cheese, uh, mashed potatoes, mm. and let's starch it up some more and do cornbread. Ooh, yum. Give me all the starch. Oh my gosh. There's no <laughs> such thing as too many carbs. I don't think so either. I love them all. Bread, potatoes, rice. What cheese do you put in your mac and cheese? Oh, I love a mixture of sharp cheddar. I like to do a mild cheddar. When I'm feeling really fancy, I'll do a Gouda. Um, and then occasionally I've done um, Fontina cheese. Ooh. Yeah, I like to sort of throw it all in there and see I what happens. I put smoked Gouda yes. in mac and cheese the last time I made it. And I will never make mac and cheese any differently ever again. Smoked because Smoked Gouda is delicious. And my apartment smelled amazing. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. All right, your turn. All right, let's see. Oh, one southern city I'm just dying to explore is, um, well, so I've been here multiple times, but it's always new to me every time I go back, and I'm going to have to say Charleston. Oh my gosh. Charleston is one of my favorite cities ever. I'm going back next month, and I can't wait. It's always like the first time. There's always delicious food. and. Oh my goodness. I have never been to Charleston, and I really want to go. But you would love it. My city, I went last year for literally, I was there for maybe 36 hours, but New Orleans. I just got back from New Orleans and it was so great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I went down for, I'm a huge Chattanooga FC supporter. So okay. I went down for our match against nice. uh, their team down there, the whatever they are. <laughs> um, so I literally left after work on Friday, got there at like 2 a.m., oh spent like Saturday there, went to the match, went out Saturday night, got up and had brunch Sunday and left. Oh, and I God. remember like walking around the French Quarter and all that and thinking like, this is so much fun. I need to come back here because I didn't get to see the Garden District. Yes. And yeah. I remember seeing so many other places that I was like, okay, I'm going to come back here and go there. Yes. I'm going to check that out. Well, I'm about to update, well, uh, not about to, but soon I'm going to update my city guide to uh, New Orleans since oh, we just perfect. got back. So hopefully at some point I will, but it is, that's one of my favorite cities too. It's great. Never had a bad meal in New Orleans. No. The food is so good. I had a beignet breakfast sandwich <laughs> and it was, oh my gosh, it was gluttonous, but it was amazing. The, the morning that... Um, John and I left New Orleans. We went to a little coffee shop bakery. Um, we have a friend that's born and raised in New Orleans. And two or three years ago, she Instagrammed this breakfast in a cup. And we remembered it. And we were like, Erin, like, what's the name of this place? So she tells us it's a 12-ounce coffee cup filled with eggs, grits. There's bacon hanging off the side. Oh there's gravy in there. There's hash browns in it. There's cheese. It was so delicious. Mm -hmm. I took the first bite and I was just like, I want to move here <laughs> from this breakfast in a cup. It was delightful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the next time you go, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Let's get down here. The one southern food I just can't eat, <laughs> fried green tomatoes. Oh, I'm with you. I hate tomatoes. So do I. Oh my God, I'm not They're disgusting. <laughs> no, tomatoes are disgusting. They're Thank slimy. You. I pick them off all the time. I, I can't with tomatoes. Tomatoes and garlic. Garlic's not really a Southern thing, but yeah. I hate garlic. You do? I hate garlic. Hey, no. I know. <laughs> I always tell people, if you ever don't want to share food with me, just put garlic, put garlic in it. Put garlic in it? Oh no. Well, 
I think my food would be okra. Uh, Ugh, okra is so disgusting. <laughs> it's slimy. I don't want it fried. I don't mm-hmm. want it grilled. I've tried it both ways. No. My dad used to like bribe me with okra as a kid. Or he'd like bribe me to eat it with like cake or ice cream or something. And, and nope. No. Yeah, I'm done with Oprah. Oh, I almost said Oprah. I'm not done with Oprah. I love Oprah. Not okra. Ooh, what is Chattanooga missing? How much time do we have? Um, no, I love Chattanooga. Um, but I would love to see a really cool um, donut shop. That is not to say that the donut shops that we have, I go there at least once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. However, I think I went to Portland and they have donut shops everywhere and they ah. have so many great flavors. I just want like an elevated gourmet donut yes. that I will probably like crave once in a blue moon. But mm-hmm. I feel like someone should just open up a shop for me for that reason. <laughs> um, and like more late night eating options. Mm, yeah. All absolutely. of my things are food related. Symptoms of that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What do you think? Um, so living in Atlanta, I lived outside of Philadelphia for a little while. And one of my favorite places to go up there was Longwood Gardens, which okay. is a big botanical garden. Like all the flowers, fountains, all sorts of shows. And Atlanta has theirs. Yes. I know Nashville has theirs, but like... I don't really like going to Nashville and right. I don't want to have to go to Atlanta. So I want botanical yes. gardens. That's a good answer. That would be so nice, actually. And a history center. Do we not have one? No. Well, I think there was one. Oh, okay. And then I don't know what happened, but it is gone. <laughs> there, yeah. So there was going to be a new one or something. And like they got Samuel L. Jackson to do That's like the little right. thing, but it is like defunct. Right, so, I do remember that yeah. now. I'm like, this city has a ton of history. Mm-hmm. A history center would be great. Yeah, so uh, let's, someone Figure who that has out. the power to do that, yeah. let's make that happen. I also tweeted the other day that I have an idea for a bar that I think would work perfectly in Chattanooga. That is what we were missing, and someone needs to give me money for it. Uh, we can talk about that off air. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't want anyone stealing your no, ideas. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's do one more each. Okay. Hands down, the best kind of barbecue is... Okay, so I'm a North Carolina girl. I have very strong opinions on barbecue. (laughs) My dad is from Eastern North Carolina. Okay. My mom is from, like, outside of Charlotte, so, like, kind of sort of Central North Carolina. Eastern North Carolina is very much the, like, vinegar, tangy, that type. Right. Lexington style is the like sweet smoky kind of ketchupy okay i will eat both until okay. the cows come home <laughs> but i strongly prefer the lexington style really so it's all like smoked pulled pork but the sauce it's just like covered it's like sweet mm. smoky yeah tang. oh my gosh yeah that was some mac and cheese and hush puppies Oh, hush puppies. Hush puppies are delicious. They are. I can eat an entire basket of them. Um, I have. <laughs> I know, I'm pretty sure I have. I do not know a lot about barbecue, which shocks my husband because he's like, I mean, aren't you Southern? But I mean, I'm from Virginia, and so a lot of Southerners are like, eh, you're not really Southern. But then the Northerners are like, eh, but you're not really North. I know nothing. I didn't grow up eating a lot of barbecue. John and I recently started going to Schufert's Schufert's Barbecue, and I like it a lot. I mean, I I don't know much about it, but I think 
I like a mixture. I like the tangy sometimes. I also like it to be a little sweet and like mm-hmm. really saucy. Um, I had some really good barbecue when last summer we went to Austin Ooh. and I ate some really good barbecue from like an RV. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was delicious. Was it like brisket or pork? That is a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. Texas is usually more brisket. Yeah. I just remember that it was delightful. And I was like, hmm, I'm sad that we're leaving Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. All right. Let's see. Huh. The first thing I buy at the farmer's market is um, usually flowers. Yes. The line gets so long. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should be there for, like, produce, but it's normally, like, flowers. I'm like, show me the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I'm usually produce, then flowers. Okay. Um, right. I'm super excited for our market to open up because I just want all the berries. I want strawberries. I want blueberries. Mm, I want yes. them all. I'm working on my strawberry jam recipe. Ooh. And I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. I can't. Are you going to share it? I am. Okay, good. I've never been great at making jams. Just not, and I'd like to try. So I went through kind of a Monica Geller phase a couple years ago (laughs) where I just spent an entire summer making jam. And I made strawberry, I made strawberry raspberry, I made blueberry something, I made blackberry and peach and like all sorts of stuff. I just used my last jar. Oh my gosh. It lasted me forever. Wow. That is impressive. And jam is not as hard as it looks or sounds. Okay. It just requires a lot of patience. Yeah. I always have trouble with it, like, being an actual, like, jam. It's always very liquidy. You got to let it cook longer. Uh. I know. I'm, I know. I'm always afraid I'm going to burn it. So I just never, I'm like, okay, I don't want it to burn. Yeah. But I, I need to let mine cook a little bit longer. But well, I'm almost there. Maybe you can teach a chattery class at oh. some point. <laughs> That would be quite fun once I get my recipe down. Okay, done. Well, this was so much fun. I love this little game. Yeah, I like this game a lot. Um, And if you are listening and you have a question or a topic that you would like discussed on the jar segments, tweet it at me, at Kate3Robertson, or leave a review with your question, and I'll add it to the jar. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go deeper. Okay. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? I believe that life can, should be um, enjoyed, right? And so I, I understand that we all have crappy days. Things happen. Um, but with everything that I do, it's about looking forward and making it fun. Um, so with the Eat, Drink, Frolic, it's about life made easy. That's the tagline. Um, you can make a really nice meal for someone and have it not take you seven hours or be stressed about it. You can make a delicious cocktail and not have to have training from a, you know, a, a bar training or whatever. Um, so that's the goal with Eat, Drink, Frolic. With the Chattery, we just believe that you know education should be enjoyable and that adults should have um, the tools and resources that they need to be great. And so that's, again, about looking forward. Like maybe maybe you want to try to get into calligraphy, but you're not quite sure. Or you can come and try a $20 class and see. So everything that I'm involved in has the, my intent is to make people's lives easier and fun. 
Um, even, you know, I do a couple of freelance things with communications. And even with that, it's about making their brand fun and making it, um, I guess, more approachable in the digital world. And so, again, my intent, which is my word for 2018, like intention, um, is to always make life fun, like throw confetti and sprinkles, even though I, I don't like sprinkles. Um, <laughs> At least you don't call them jimmies. Jimmies? I've never heard of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Side note a little bit. I worked at an ice cream shop in high school okay. and we had rainbow sprinkles and chocolate jimmies. What? It drove me nuts. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. But I was just like, no, there are not like no. millions of little boys no. named Jimmy no. on top of my no. ice cream. No. <laughs> Killed no, me. No, absolutely not. Uh, okay, that sorry for the digression. But anyway, yeah, back to the charity. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's sort of why I do all the things. I was telling someone the other day that sometimes I feel a little nutty when someone asks me like what I do because it's like, well, I have a food blog, I have the chattery, you know, do it. I'm working at Causeway, doing some communication stuff and a catering. So it sounds like. It's all over the place, but when I put them all like in a box or something, they all have the same intent, which is to make someone's life easier and or more fun. Yes. And so I think that's that's my why. I love it. Yeah. I started thinking about Mary Poppins just now. Ooh. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Yeah, exactly. And like there are days where that sentiment is very hard because I'm tired or I'm behind on writing or whatever. But when I think about why am I doing this? What's the intent? I always have to go back to that. Then it, it makes it a, a little bit easier yes. when I'm having a not so nice day. Yeah. And making life easier just gives you more time to enjoy everything else. Yeah. And that's why too, when we travel, like I like to write a travel guide because why make it difficult for the next person who's going to this city? Just download this guide and like here are a few places where we like to eat and drink. So I don't know. I really like, I like that aspect of it. I love it. I've been doing some Chattanooga travel guides yeah. on my blog as well. Because yep. there's so many different types of people who visit right. our town. I mean, someone who comes here for a bachelorette party is going to do something completely different exactly. than a family with two kids. Right. So it's making it easier for yeah. them and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so what advice or wisdom would you have to share with someone who is maybe looking to start a nonprofit or just wants to pursue something like you've done? Yeah, um, patience, which is very uh, telling that I'm saying that because that's something that I'm still practicing, um, but it, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's such a cliche, but it's so true. Um, with the nonprofit, we've been at this for four years. And finally in the fourth year, we've seen the growth that we want to see. We've gotten the studio space. People are finally starting to recognize us. Sometimes, I mean, I think if you're lucky, it might happen before then, but nothing comes easy. And no. there's a lot of like planning that go goes into it. I think I lucked out a little bit with my business partner because we're actually friends and we started out as friends. And that's always our, our number one priority. So even though we don't always agree on how to run the business or on a class that we want to have or whatever, we respect each other. And so... Our friendship comes first, which also makes the business just run easier um, and a little bit more smooth. Oh, yeah. um, and I think, too, we've just sort of, 
I don't know, we balance each other out a little bit. The things that I'm not that great at or don't enjoy, she does and vice versa. So I'd say to someone, if you're doing this with a partner, just make sure that you have someone that um, can sort of bring out the best in you and someone that can do the things that you're not good at. Like I am not a fan of math. Mm-mm. I never nope. have been, Mm-mm. but Jennifer's great with like the operational sides of things and meeting with our accountant and, you know, c- keeping up with the budget or whatever. And she works in communications and she's great at it. It's not always something that she loves, but I do. Like I love coming, trying to come up with copy for, you know, a social media post or an e-blast or something. And so with that, we sort of just balance each other out and it yeah. works so and far. the more you like the people you work with, the easier it is to actually uh, like do your job for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I call her my sister wife. So yeah, not only is she my business partner, but she's my sister wife. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about patience. Yeah. I always I've struggled with the same <clears throat> thing very much because I see so many bloggers that I'm like, oh gosh, like if only I could get to right. that point. Right. And I just started monetizing, so I'm like, right. gosh, like. How long is it going to take me to right. make that kind of money and all sorts of stuff? And it's just like, be patient, Kate, yeah. be patient. And-, and it's it's very true. And it goes back to, you know, my word for this year is intent. When I, My intent with starting the blog was just to use it as an outlet to have fun and show people easy recipes. And so when your intent is pure, eventually the rewards will come. Because I've had those same questions. Because I in the last... I've worked with on some campaigns or product things, but it wasn't until the last two years that I started actually monetizing my blog. I mean, I'm eight years in, and I see some bloggers who started their blog in 2015, and they're, like, doing it full-time, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It only took me eight years to like, get here. Seven years. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think it, it definitely comes with some patience. Yeah. But my parents always told me to be careful when you, like – pray and or ask for patience because that's when you'll get tested the most Mm -hmm. and so I'm always very careful and I'm like uh like do I want to be more patient yeah I had a friend in college who told me I made the comment of like oh good things come to those who wait and he was like no good things come to those who work their asses off and very true happen very very true so every time I keep every time I catch myself saying like oh good things come to those who wait I'm like no what would Joel Mm -hmm. say Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I love that. Yep. All right. Couple of little rapid fire questions for okay. you. All right. Favorite things to blog about? Ooh. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. I know that sounds really weird, but in the last like year, I've done so many Brussels sprout recipes and now it's starting to be just a running joke where I'm like, I think I'm going to start a Brussels sprouts blog, guys. <laughs> and I have another one like coming up soon. So I, currently it's Brussels sprouts because I'm interested to see how many ways I can like enjoy a Brussels sprout. So I just added those to my diet in yeah. the last like six months. And they were one thing that I was always so repulsed by yes. because they smell, they smell horrendous. Terrible. And I finally just like convinced myself because <laughs> my family has all sorts of like hereditary medical yeah. issues and Brussels sprouts are supposed to fight some of the issues oh. we have. So I was like, all right, I'm going to force myself to do it. <laughs> so I found a couple of ways I can cook them okay. and eat them and they're like tolerable. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have to look some of okay. those yeah. I, I mean, I like roasting them. Mm-hmm. L- last week, I think I just chopped them up, like shredded and then just sauteed them with olive oil. 
I did use a little garlic, but I know how, I know how you feel about garlic. Salt and pepper, some lemon juice. Ooh. Like, it was really good. And my husband eats them. Nice. Which he claims to not like a lot of vegetables, or he's allergic. <laughs> and I'm using air quotes, but he's not allergic, and he ate them. So. Nice. I've been using a lot of balsamic vinegar lately. Yes. yes. So that's... Brussels sprouts and balsamic vinegar is a good one, too. Yum. Yum. Uh, your favorite brunch spot in town? Ooh, ooh, favorite brunch. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I? I go to brunch all the time. So <laughs> I have. so many options. I know, right? So I love the pancakes at Foodworks and the Daily Ration. Mm. So if I'm really feeling like I need to, like, carb it up, I need to go to one of those places. I also like Bitter Alibi for brunch because yes. it's just, like, really simple and I can get some mimosas. Um, Main Street Meats, they are open on Sunday mornings, and they don't really say that they have brunch, but they do have, like, biscuits and gravy Ooh. Sunday mornings and a, um, like, a sausage egg biscuit that has, like, a bacon jam on it. It is so... Delightful. That is news to me. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I've been on a biscuits and gravy kick for the last, like, six months. So biscuits and gravy, Brussels sprouts, they balance each other out. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'm you should try, try that. Please do. It's It was really good. That's one of, that's one of my favorite nice. places. I'm a huge fan of Feedco. Oh, yeah. I love Feedco. Trying to think where else. I love Flying Squirrel, but okay, the line yeah. is like always super true. crazy long. Very and true. I don't have the patience to wait usually. There's patience <laughs> again. Um, I love Food Works as well mm -hmm. and Stir. Oh, you know what? I have never tried Stir for brunch. I highly recommend okay. it. Okay. I always see that big old um, like Mason Jar Mimosa thing. I want to try that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's a ladle to get it out. <laughs> That's some serious mimosa business. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm going to add Stir to the list. I yes. need to try that. I was at Stir last night for happy hour. Were you? <laughs> Their happy hour is phenomenal. I have been there for happy hour, but not brunch. I like Bluegrass Grill, too. I mean, not a traditional brunch mm -hmm. place, but I do like going there for breakfast sometimes. Oh, yeah. Their biscuits are super Their good. Their biscuits are delightful. Yes. I did not know that they were half white flour, half yeah. wheat flour yes. until recently. Because mm -hmm. I, I remember the first time I had one, I was like, there's something different about yeah. this, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then I saw that on the menu and was like, that's yep. what it is. And if you catch them on a good day, and if they have any apple butter Ooh. left over, ask for apple butter on, on your biscuit. Ooh. It's so good. Game changer. It's delicious. Like, the mom makes it from scratch. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I feel like I already know the answer to this, okay. but mimosas or Bloody Marys? Mimosas. <laughs> I hate tomatoes. That, I do too. <laughs> I've never had a Bloody Mary solely because I hate tomatoes. I see people drinking Bloody Marys and I'm like, man, they're really enjoying them. And my husband's not a big drinker, but he likes Bloody Mary. So occasionally he'll get one and I'm like, okay, John, it looks really good. I'm going to try it. And then I'm like, it tastes like vomit. Mm -hmm. And I literally take the smallest sip, and it literally tastes like something that you've thrown up before. Well, it's like tomato juice, vodka, and Worcestershire sauce. And like, horseradish. Disgusting. Who wants that as... In the morning. No. Like, <laughs> it's so um, gross. I'm so glad that we're on the same page about Bloody Marys. I find them repulsive. Oh, my gosh. I, 
I've been to brunch where I've been the only one drinking a mimosa and everyone's around bloodies. And I'm just no. like, how are you no. guys stomaching this? No, and then the name itself, like, I don't, it's called bloody. Like, I don't want that. No. I'm good. And then you see it with, like, all the, like, savory things coming out of it. It's too much. Yeah. Give me some champagne, a little orange juice, and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all you really need. Yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. Speaking of Bloody Marys, I judged a Bloody Mary competition <gasps> last year. How did you do that? Kate, I don't know. <laughs> I said yes just to be like, I'm just going to say yes and see what happens. It was summer, so that it was even worse. Mm. Um, and I said, whichever Bloody Mary I can take more than one sip from, that is the winner for me. <laughs> And so that is literally how I judged it. I can't remember what restaurant it was. It may have been Bitter Alibi or Star. Like, I can't remember. But I was like, whichever one I can take two sips from, that's, that's, I'm ranking that one the highest. And that's exactly what I did. And they were all pretty gross, though. Oh, my gosh. It was the worst. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> it was the worst. My husband's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I have no idea. I am such a picky eater, if you haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> I am so picky, but I've like judged food events and every time I get like asked to judge something I pray I do not like seafood at what? all. What? I hate seafood. Okay. I know. It's, but I'm just like I always like the night before I pray I'm like God please do not let this be seafood heavy. <laughs> I always get very nervous when I if I judge a food competition I'm just like, oh, Lord, please don't have a lot of tomatoes. I also don't like, um, like, white foods. And I know that sounds – I feel like I have to explain. So, like, I love mashed potatoes and cheese and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Rice, totally fine. But things like sour cream, uh, milk, cream cheese, whipped cream, marshmallows. Like, I gotcha. literally hate all of it. So, I'm always like, please just don't have sour cream on it because Ugh. I'm going to throw up. Yeah. I can cook with it, but I'm not going to eat it. There's a fine line. Yeah, exactly. I did a food competition, I guess, two years ago during Startup Week. Okay. And oh, yeah. Wait. Was it the pop-up restaurant? Yes. Were you there? Yes. Was it at Miller yeah. Plaza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because Justin was, ju yeah. Justin was there. Yeah. And Jody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, everyone. We've already been friends before. <laughs> the community here in Chattanooga. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember the guy who did shrimp and grits? Yes. That was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life. I hate shrimp. But his was so good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Even as like a non-seafood lover, I was like, God, I could eat this all day. That's funny. Oh my gosh. It was rough. I always, I get very worried with food things. I do too. Oh. Ugh. Oh my gosh, this this just made my life. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. One more thing we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Speaking of mimosas, yes. you just launched a new blog. I did because I have a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just launched another blog called Hostess with Mimosas. I love it. Which I cannot believe that the domain name and the Instagram name was available. Like, no one's thought of that before. I mean, it rolls off the tongue so nicely. I couldn't, it was, I was, it was over like the holidays in December. I was watching a Netflix show and the girls were going over to their girlfriend's house for a party and she's pouring a mimosa and she goes, Oh, look at you hostess with the mostest. And I was like, 
but what about hostess with mimosas? And so I looked it up. It was available. John comes home from work, and I'm like, I got a new idea for hostess, hostess with mimosas. And he's like, just get the domain name and figure it out later. He's like, it's a $20 <laughs> investment. Like, get it. So I did, and now I have another blog that is strictly for um, ideas and inspiration for entertaining at home. Love it. Um, and I'm super excited about it. Part of the problem, which I'm, I think I wrote about in tomorrow's blog post on Eat, Drink, Frolic, is that I'm currently behind. So before I launched Hostess with Mimosas, I had about a month of content already written. The photos, were, it was already locked and loaded in WordPress. And now I am behind, and I don't know what happened. Don't you love when that happens? I just love it so much. But like for Eat, Drink, Frolic, I'm currently like on track, like I'm about to start my June calendar and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what has happened, but um, yeah, I love entertaining. I've always loved having people over and Same. thinking about ideas and like different ways to, you know, put things on a platter or what cocktails to serve. And so I don't know, my intent with this is just to see what happens and I don't know, help people plan really fun parties at home. It's kind of what I'm doing with my podcast is just see what happens. Yeah, I'm like, let's just see what happens. <laughs> and sometimes, I mean, if you fail, like, who cares? You yeah. something new. And yeah, different. exactly. I, I don't know what's going to come of Hostess with Mimosas, but my ultimate goal in life anyway would be to have my own, like, party accessory line like plates and cups Ooh. and stuff um and so i don't know well i'm putting it out into the universe and we'll see what happens you never know <laughs> yeah you've got the branding right there for it uh, we'll see my husband has designed me a pitcher that i can use for Ooh. mimosas whenever i do get my product line nice. so we'll see what like happens it. yeah so a little bit of an off-track question okay and more of something that i want to hear about from okay. a blogger perspective okay how do you plan your content so far in advance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, kind of how I feel. So I am pretty, um, I love calendars. I love writing things out. Like even when I go to the grocery store, I still write out my grocery Same. list so I can mark it off. Um, and so normally what I do, like about this time, the end of the month, I print out my Google calendar. And that is what I use for my editorial calendar. And I see what food holidays are coming up? What, you know, what did I share last year on the blog or two years ago on the blog that I can reshare or that I need to update? And then I just sort of start filling it in. Um, I use Pinterest to sort of mark ideas and inspiration for recipes that either I want to recreate or for recipes that I just want to take take the idea and make it my own with my own recipes and stuff. I do that um, And so it's, it's just literally me sitting down. I sit down for an hour or so. I get that calendar. I get Pinterest. I get ideas that I've already had. Um, and I just start writing it out. And, and over the last year and a half, I've tried to get better about sharing old content because I didn't really think about it. That's something that I shared in, you know, 2012. No one, like, no one remembers that. And so some of it... I can reshare again mm -hmm. or some, you know, sometimes I need to update the photos or mm -hmm. the copy. And so I'm starting to get better about doing that. And it gives me extra content throughout yeah. the month. I've been doing that a lot too. And it's great because then I see a spike in, you know, I just updated a post. Well, I haven't updated it yet, but I remade um, a recipe from 2011. When I look at that, the blog post, it's such a terrible blog post. Like the photos are 
really ugly. And so I was like, this is a really good recipe. I should go back and just make the recipe all over again and re-photograph it. So that's what I did last week. And then the other thing with planning, I, I work in batches. So like tomorrow, Friday, Fridays are my cooking and photographing days. Nice. I just spend most of the day in the kitchen photographing things, cooking things, listening to a podcast and like Instagram storying it. And then Saturdays, I write content for the following week. And then Sundays, I edit the pictures and put them into the blog post and schedule it for the week. So that's I like it. sort of how I do things. <laughs> I need, I, I go through phases where I'm super organized like that. Yeah. And then I go away for two weeks. Yeah, and right. Like this week, like I just got back from two weeks traveling. Right. And this week has just been like, okay, I need to like get back into the blog, the podcast mm-hmm. and like my job and all sorts of stuff. So it's been super hectic, but I know that's one of my mm-hmm. goals for the year is to try to get better about planning that far in advance. Yeah. And it, it does get hard when you want to have a life and like go on a vacation, which everyone should. It gets hard. And like, I got to a space where I had time, like I took a week off. I was like, oh, I actually don't have to cook today because I have enough content. But then I get scared that I'm going to get behind. And I also, I write a cooking column for nougat.com twice a month. And so I try, I have to be sure to like work that into the schedule too. Like, am I cooking for nougat today? So <laughs> it's a whole lot. <laughs> it is. The struggles of being a blogger. Yeah, exactly. But we do it because we love it. I do. Yeah. I really do love it. I do too. It's great. <laughs> or else I wouldn't have done it for seven years. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I did it just to do it. And now the, you know, it's been great to meet other bloggers who are doing it. It's been great to work on different campaigns or get some products and stuff. So yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. Well, this has been so wonderful to have you. We're going to wrap up here, cool. but um, how can we find you and the chattery on social media? Yeah. So I am eat, drink, frolic on pretty much everything. Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and the chattery. You can just do at the chattery awesome on all the things too. Super easy. <laughs> yeah. Very oh, easy. This is so great. And I will link to all of that in the show notes for awesome. this just to make it even more easy because that has been the theme of this conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Life made easy. Yes. Thank you so much. This Thank has you. Been great. This was so much fun. This has been episode eight of the Nougat Bell podcast. Thanks so much for listening.